Welcome to the Downstream from Religion podcast. Here we look at the book of Judges and show how the book highlights the problems and unique solutions in those times and in these times. Feel free to email me with comments or questions, rabbi at rabbibailey.com, B-A-I-L-E-Y. This is called Destruction by Subtraction. We will look at chapter 3, verse 31, as well as chapter 5, verse 6 in the book of Judges. It is incredible how just those two sentences generate so much meaning. If not for the lockdowns of 2020, we would not fully understand the events of Shamgar the judge. During that year, last year, governments decided to order people to stay home with the threat of financial penalty and physical coercion. People had their bank accounts stripped, people were arrested and beaten, and people lost their livelihood and had to choose between starving, gifts from friends and family, or becoming dependent upon the government. Whether you believe COVID-19 was cooked up in a lab or not, or released on purpose or not, whether you think China, really the CCP, withheld information from the world or not, people having to stay apart has caused devastation that hasn't been seen in a generation. Devastation to the supply chain, to the economy, emotional devastation, trauma, anxiety, depression are all up. I can tell you as a mental health therapist through experience and through studies. With regards to all this, I believe it was divine providence that I am recording this podcast now and not 6 to 12 months ago when I wanted to do so. I was itching to do so. This is because recently, I sit here at the end of June 2021, recently, both Fauci and Biden, as well as prominent heads of pharma and whistleblowers have come out and said that admittedly, it is the high likelihood, if not proven, that the virus, this COVID-19, originated from Wuhan, China, and whether it be accidental or on purpose, China withheld vital information about the health risks of the virus. And before Wuhan, it was begun being cooked up in University of North Carolina 2015, before bioweapons research was banned in America. Recently, someone on a mainstream news broadcast, again, I don't want to particularly promote or denigrate a particular political belief, but just as a frame of reference, a Democrat liberal uh, newscaster on, on such a station said, even if Trump said it, if it's true, it's true, and we should quote it, that the virus came about as such. And it was proven by, recently, in June 2021, proven by a researcher through databases and the resurrecting of computer information, and autopsy reports, autopsy reports in China that the day the virus came out of the lab, there was specific death and then massive death after that. So at this point, it's proven. It's not controversial. But setting aside all the controversy, 
governments should have known better in the past year. They made poor decisions, didn't research enough, and impacted all of our lives. The world economy, supply chains, alcoholism, depression, suicide. We're all distant, locked down, staying at home. And you know, when people are close together, when they touch or they feel close to someone, they are close to someone, the brain produces oxytocin, called the cuddle hormone, the feel-good hormone, produced by the hypothalamus and released by the pituitary gland. We get the warm fuzzies. We get good feelings when we're uh, hugging or cuddling or when we are close to people, physically and emotionally bonding. We feel trust. And studies show that the opposite happens. The more isolated people are, the more they feel depressed and distant. They turn to substances. Substances fire those neurotransmitters and get people synthetically feeling good. And they feel worse later. But they have an addiction because they have a lack of connection. They feel the absence. They turn to drugs. Coming back to the book of Judges, it says in 5.6 in the Song of Deborah that in the days of Shamgar, and we see him in 3.21, in the days of Shamgar, the highways were shut down and they had to use the side streets. And in those days, side streets were not as connected and elaborate as they are now. They were very sad and pathetic uh, byways and trails. They were not small highways. So essentially, the Philistines used a method of divide and conquer. They shut down the highways to lay siege to a people. Lockdowns are by definition a type of siege and destruction. The CDC and the WHO admitted, one of the heads admitted that lockdowns are only good for a couple weeks till you decide what to do. They cannot stop these viruses, really, and they were not stopped. Think of this as divide and conquer. The British Empire. How did the British Empire rule a quarter of the world? They did not go and directly attack. They were a medium-ish nation, and they came to a, to a particular region. They scoped out the different factions there, and they got them to fight against each other, weaken each other. They were able to conquer. Think of this as sort of relating to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. He postulated that people have different order of needs, and once you get one, you go to the next. The lowest one is sustenance. Next is safety and security, socializing, group activity, and self-actualization. You cannot have the higher rung without the lower one. I have connected this to passages in the book of Exodus, starting with the discussion of a Hebrew servant, going all the way to the Theophany, the, the Bible being given at Mount Sinai. Exodus 21, 1 through 24, 18. If you actually look in the Hebrew, there are what we call open and closed paragraphs. So in the physical text, if you have an open paragraph, that's like our paragraphs in English. Until the end of the line, it's open. 
<clears throat> that delineates a totally new subject matter. A closed paragraph is like a little window in the text that is half disconnected subject matter. So the point of this is that there are six or seven major, major sections there. And if you look, the Bible itself has Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I call it Moses' hierarchy of needs, really God's. And uh, it starts about um, physical safety and sustenance, and then security and damages, and then socializing groups, all the way up to the land of Israel and divine providence and God giving the Bible. We do not view self-actualization as something that is absent from God. It is with God. Back to our story. So, we discussed in the last podcast, King Eglon and Ehud, the Israelite, stopping him, which is religious excitement, stopping postmodernism, mental destruction. And, you know, the most basic elements we have are elements of living. We want all life to live and to thrive and improve without judgment. But the second step is discernment, judgment. Saying no, making boundaries. Boundaries are good. If we have boundaries, we can survive within there. If there are no boundaries, paradoxically, one thing bleeds to the next and there will be no life. So here, you know, this attribute I call of guarding, this guarding attribute is level two in the seven-step plan. It comes from Isaac, as we will discuss. And the Philistines used it to the extreme, to hurt Separating all the parts of a group. They shut down the roads. This happens later also in the book of Kings. When the kingdom is divided, people stop each other from going to pray. People cannot gather to pray. They cannot gather to revolt. This happened with the founding fathers of America. The Brits stopped them from being able to gather because that would enable them to talk about ideology, plan, and revolt. When there are lockdowns, people cannot pray. Their spiritual life withers. They cannot trade and sell, support the supply chain. That leads to the economic destruction and devastation. We still feel that now in June of 2021. People cannot socialize. They become depressed. Shamgar, the prophet the judge here in 331, he utilizes the healthy side of guarding. Guarding is usually self-control. Most of the time, we control our urges. But the minority of the time, it involves a type of assertiveness or attacking. As with Pinchas, as with Phineas in the book of Numbers, stopping the religious degradation and the plague. Shamgar here in Judges drives out the Philistines physically. The unhealthy version of guarding is to use power to be provocative, like the Philistines. Think about Goliath against King David. These Philistines provoke, they hurl insults, provocations. They view life as a power struggle. They want to be mighty, self-aggrandizing, they will divide the opposition and conquer them. However, Shamgar is a mighty derivative of Isaac. Isaac was the second in the original seven-step plan. After Abraham, Isaac comes along and uses 
self-control and physical strength to imitate Abraham's life identically, to stay a holy prophet and righteous man within Israel. Further derivatives of Isaac, Reuben, Simon, and Levi. These, as we spoke about in introduction, number one to the Hebrew series, these men could have been king, but Judah was the king out of all the 12 tribes of Israel because they had this special power, but they used it on a local level. They did not use it on a large scale like Judah. Therefore, the kingship, King David and his descendants come from Judah. But we can see, instead of being commanding and kings, Reuben, Simon, and Levi are more localized um, authority. They are guards. They are guarding. And they use it, so to speak, outwardly. Reuben rearranges his home, um, which he's punished for, but he shows strength there. And with the sale of Joseph, Simon and Levi show strength by wiping out Shechem when they kidnap and rape Dina, excuse of subject matter. And Levi um, elevates his power to not serve idols, to keep the religion in Egypt, and keeps that nature. Sort of like a child in the class room who could be a bully, but when you give him custodianships and responsibility, he thrives on having some sort of authority and custodianship and the keys to the closet and the line leader. Um, there's sort of strong personality folks that are not outstanding leaders. Um, so Shamgar is similar. He's able to say Shamgar in Hebrew. This means I will live there. <laughs> this is incredible because the whole point of our challenge here in the book of Judges is that the Israelites did not finish the job to rule over all of the land of Israel. There's a Swiss cheese of little pox marks of foreign nations. They have to be driven out. He says, Shamgar, I will live there. He is son of Anath. Anath means suffering. Viewing life as a power struggle, being put upon and shoved away, living in the tribe of Dan, who's next to the Philistines, having stress and being provoked. He uses that suffering to have a chip on his shoulder to go stop the Philistines. Again, picture our triangle of the land of Israel. Start with a pyramid in your mind, pointing up. Turn that pyramid 90 degrees counterclockwise. So the point is to the left. This is how the land of Israel looks. The point goes over there to Egypt under the Mediterranean Sea. The right side of the pyramid is now straight up and down. That's the Jordan River. So near the point over there, the west, the left side, that is a swath of land where the Philistines live. They have not yet been driven out. Next to them is Dan. Shave it done, the tribe of Dan. They have matching personalities. Dan is wielding the attribute of guarding. Samson comes from him. He says he's a snake that bites. And the, check out the blessings of Jacob and Moses at the end of Genesis and Deuteronomy. He's able to coil up and be strong and protect and be a boundary line or to attack the heels of the enemy if need be. This is the guarding attribute of Dan. He can delineate. He can be strong. Dan knows how to send up to the Philistines when they want to. So 
Shamgar comes from them. He is of them. He's able to stop. Who are the Philistines? The Hebrew tradition, Hebrew tradition helps us understand their name. What does Plishti mean in Hebrew? It relates to Mephulash, a wide open alleyway. They, they are wide open, too open. Paradoxically, by squeeze, having squeezing boundaries in space, they have no space. Living on top of one another, they have no physical intimacy boundaries, no social boundaries, no privacy. They break, bound, they break boundaries, easy for me to say, while they oppress others to have rigid boundaries. Their lowercase g, God, their made-up idolatrous God is Dagon, God of grains. And in those days, cattle and grains were the incredible source of wealth and sustenance, which is rooted in their, oh, their God and their mentality is rooted in the selfishness of the unhealthy guarding. If I am having self-control, if I am thinking about my safety and sustenance, I can go so far as to be super greedy and self-oriented. It's all about me and I will take from you and destroy you. This is how the rabbis understood Sodom. Part of Sodom and Gomorrah is that they did not let the passers-by spend their money in trade. They made sure to exploit them. Shamgar comes with a cattle prod. It's the only time in all 24 books of canonized Jewish scripture. He is coming with a cattle prod to tell them they're acting like animals. Therefore, you will be treated like animals. Cattle prod in Hebrew means teaching the cattle. Malam malamad bakar. So how are you teaching them? You're, you know, you're nudging, you're, you're training the cow to go to plow. It's a plow cow. So too, here, he's t saying to the Philistines, stay in your lane, know your role, and shut your mouth, and get out of here. You don't act like an animal. We are humans. Act like a human. He's showing the world that one must fight fire with fire, the fire of strong law, with a capital L, divinely given law, and accountability. Strong behavior necessitates a strong response. Shutting down the behavior through a functional police force and military, sometimes, unfortunately, it needs to be physical, but the point is not anarchical physicality and violence as a response. That's what the Philistines do. In our times, that's what these paid protesters do, destructive individuals who have no sense of tradition and morality and father figures and parentage. We're talking about strength based on law and rules and logic. You probably know about these awful, destructive elements in Portland. People of all political backgrounds recently asked Portland to have more security and to protect them. They, don't, they realize they don't agree ideologically with these people, anarchical destroyers. The military and the National Guard said they could have cleaned out Portland in a few hours. And again, autonomous zones um, in, the, in the United States of America, they are dangerous and not just some sort of interesting political experiment or LARPing. They're, not only are they planned and planned, excuse me, not only are they planned and funded, but they lead to corrupt ideology. And downstream from that, 
corrupt and destructive culture. Here in Baltimore, African-American people who live in the city threw out out-of-town quote-unquote protesters. They knew there were really hired hands to cause chaos. We experienced this in 2015 already. And in 2020 last year, they threw out the interlopers. These individuals themselves organized on-point protests and met with officials more directly. This proves the point. The lesson here is that culture has been downstream from the wrong religion, so to speak, for too long. The wrong ideologies have crept in to the minds and the sociology of the United States and countries of the world. Those are really non-religions. They're full of greed and crumbled morality. We need increased self-control guarding when it comes to greed, food consumption, spending, and morality. We must bring our bottom-up work to level two, healthy strength and healthy self-regulation. If we want to bring salvation, we must assertively keep God-given immutable law in place so society can be healthy downstream. I hope you enjoyed this Downstream From Religion podcast. Feel free to email me with comments or questions to rabbi at rabbibailey.com. God bless you. May you have a blessed day.